Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to be here. Really excited about this time of year. We're, we're having some, some great um, entertainment uh, throughout the year for you, and today is no different. And I hope you guys enjoyed the Haunted Housing Hour last week. That was really an amazing show. Um, and this week, we are spending some time back in it, what we normally do, which is talking about our community and talking about housing. And the show today is going to be centered around not necessarily the Knoxville market, but also the markets just in general. Like, what's going on outside? What's going on in real estate? And, and how can we take advantage of it? How can we understand it? And, you know, what is it about this market that... Um, you can benefit benefit from because there's there's in like tom told us the appraiser who came in there's several different markets in even the knoxville market and we want to talk to holly about that we have holly mccray ceo of the holly mccray group holly thank you for joining us hey thanks for having me i had your name said three times in one sentence that's amazing that's pretty good that's really, that's really good. good that's kind of a tongue twister it is a tongue twister well holly uh, mark and yourself um kind of live near each other and, and mark has uh helped us to get you here, which is great because you're definitely one of the most popular, if you will, um, mm-hmm. real estate agents. The number the one whole, real estate yeah, agent. by far. Oh, thank you. I'm going to come here more often. Yeah. You guys are great for my ego. That's right. <laughs> but you've got a, a whole team of people and it's not just Holly. Of course, that is the name that goes behind the brand, but you have a, a great team behind you, don't you? We do. We have an awesome team of people. Mm-hmm. There's just, they're, they're, they are second to none. Yeah. How long have you been a realtor? Oh my gosh. I'm not sure I want to divulge that information. That's <laughs> you have that's, to. You're on that's going to that's age right. me. <laughs> I've had my real estate license since two thousand I think since two thousand two, maybe the end of two thousand two. Yeah. Well that's good. That's that gives you uh, some experience, mm-hmm. but you're you're right in the middle, right in your prime. This is right when you are hitting well, thank you for stride. saving me <laughs> yeah. from that yeah. huge comment well you Seriously. think about it she hit the yeah. bubble years yeah and then the oh yes the gr mm-hmm. yes know. yes I'm in the bubble years right now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you've actually seen that's a good point because over the years and we're going to get more into the markets in a moment but you've really seen the market go up go down and you've been there on both sides of it so you've Correct. seen it from both now mark on the other hand he's seen i mean he's been at disney world you know the roller coaster <laughs> ride there because the you've life, seen it all the life journey. right but what's the point of that the point of that is just proof that real estate is cyclical mm-hmm. it always is it always has been it always will be absolutely you know you've got to understand the strategy mm-hmm. and you know when to push when to pull Yeah. And everybody, I mean, that's the one thing I love about my industry is that in our industry, it's very much like you mentioned, secular and also everybody needs a home. So it's like, well, and and you also can contribute to building something. Correct. Community. And it's really, it's awesome. Once you understand that, uh, it takes the fear completely out of the cycles. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, when the markets, what to do when. Absolutely. And when you got into the business, 2002, I mean, that was post 9-11. So you, you certainly had some um, kind of interest rates were kind of going down a little bit. Remember 2002. But um, what was it that motivated you to get into the real estate industry? Because for everybody, it's a little bit different. But yourself, can you 
give us some insight to that? Oh, this is an interesting story. Well, I'll give you the nutshell version of that. Uh-huh. I had just sold a, a company that I that I started when I was 24 and um, just decided to sell it. It got too big. I didn't know how to manage it. I wasn't sure what to do with it. And I decided, you know, where can I go where I don't have to manage people? Mm-hmm. I tell people this story all the time. And I thought, well, I am, I don't like to manage people. So I sold the business, got into real estate, realized that I had to manage myself and I was good with that. I knew I could sell. I was good with that. And, um, as you know, ironic as it sounds now I am mm-hmm. back managing people, <laughs> <laughs> But, Which is yeah. is much much better this time around. I will tell you that I have the great blessing of being with a company that that really is a is a great training company. Mm-hmm. In fact, Keller Williams is is the company that says we're a training company disguised as a real estate company. Mm. And so I had the great privilege of learning from some of the best uh, people in the business how to uh, manage people and how to how to uh, run a business. And so as a result of that, you know, obviously we, we started the team. So. Yeah. So you, you lead people, you know, which is different than managing people. Absolutely. I think. Well, and that's so, true. And, and I think that's really what I hear and see the difference because, you know, other people in your team have to lead as well. They have to manage, they have to lead. So it's all, it's all about taking the philosophy of what does managing people mean? And, and it sounds like you've evolved in your thinking behind that. Right. And obviously you've been successful in that. And how many people do you have on your team over there? Oh my goodness. At any given time, we have about 17 people that work together. Mm-hmm. And so we've got an admin staff, a marketing staff, and then we also have the sales agents as well. Mm. So when you look at the Holly McRae group, I mean, really it gives you the entire list of services that you could possibly imagine. And whether it be that you're listing, you might be buying, you might also be in the market to just sort of get an idea of what it is that you could sell your house for so that you could investigate. So you do offer that type of service. Absolutely. Because people are always wondering, aren't they? We are pretty much a one-stop shop. If you have a real estate question, we can probably answer it. If Mm -hmm. we can't answer it, we can point you in the direction. Point them to to the housing website. There you go. There you go. You know, over the years, I know for me, just looking in the mortgage industry, I see how things have changed. I mean, it's like you you look at underwriting guidelines, you look at closing um, as far as what we have to do, the title company. There's been so many different changes and you've experienced a lot of the same changes that we have. But when you look at your side of the industry, what do you think, what's been some of the bigger changes since you started in 2002? Oh, I don't even know where to begin mm-hmm. to answer that question. Yeah. Real estate in 2002, three, four, five, six, seven, eight even is very different than it is right now. I mean, the, the, um, there are so many companies interrupting the pattern of real estate right now. If you look at, you know, the, the big websites, Zillow, Trulia, mm-hmm. Realtor, Amazon's getting into the real estate business. You know, there are so many ways for people to get information and it, it, it is, it has changed a lot about w- what we do because people have access to so much information. The thing that that people start to realize once they get into a real estate transaction is that there is so much information they don't at that point know what to do with it mm. which information is correct which information is not correct that blasted estimate throws everybody mm-hmm. for a loop because it's not a real number it's not right. a real thing right so it is it is there's just so much access to information and really people need a professional they need somebody who can sit down and form a strategy with them 
once they we understand what the what the what's the goal? What are you trying to accomplish here? You're going to sell your house. Why are you going to sell your house? What's the what is the end goal that you're after? Mm-hmm. And then work backwards. Mm-hmm. And then put the blinders on and ignore the the fluff because yeah. nothing else matters once you figure out what the process is to get a buyer or a seller from point A to point B. I mean, you just nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was very well said. And I, I see the information age. You know, we've been in it for a long time, but the accessibility and also the range of data that we have. Oh, it's um, unreal. And you have all that information and you really nailed it because it's like you have this briefcase and you've got all this information if you're a potential buyer or seller. And it's like overflowing with all of this paper and in your mind, you can't seem to get the right piece of paper that's going to get you to the next point. Oh, no, because Aunt Sally is an expert and Uncle Hubert is an expert and (laughs) Grandma's an expert and the neighbor said and... It's just, there's just so much, Mm. there's so many people in your ear all the time and so much data. What do you do Mm. with it all? Do you think uh, people analyzing is paralyzing sometimes? Do you see them paralyzing indecisions? Paralysis, paralysis by analysis constantly, Mm. constantly. Mm. So really there's just, there's just too much. It's just, it's all too much and people don't know where to turn or what to do or who to believe or you know, there's just all this information and really and truly none of it matters. Mm-hmm. All that matters is what do you want to accomplish and how do we get you there? Yeah, that's such a good. That's point. it. Yeah. Just a, just a straight, simple line. Maybe it's not always straight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has a little bend. Right. Sorry about that. But it's a straight. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. It's a straight shot. That's all that we need to talk about with these people is what mm-hmm. do you want and how do we get you there? Because yeah. that's all that matters. That's all it's about. People people come to us a lot. And I remember when I was actively originating, people would say, look, I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way to go. I have I know that I could qualify for THDA, but I also heard about USDA. I've heard about FHA. I'm also a veteran. I mean, it's like, wow. Right. You know? That's absolutely right. And it's very similar. And, and it's like, well, and, and then you guys get into the same situation. And it's a recipe really for confusion because you're being asked mortgage questions and then, yeah, you probably know a lot of it, but at Not the same really. time, you want to direct. It changes so often. Right. You want to direct. We don't want to the wanna right be source. experts in the mortgage business. That's right. what you guys exactly. do. Exactly. So we're wearing that hat for sure. And we are going to continue this conversation. This is really insightful because in this time of year, we're all gearing up for the holidays. We're all gearing up for this time of year where we give back and we think about what we're doing with our life and what we're going to do in the future. And it's really good to build a foundation. So when you're ready and you're prepared, you can just go and make a, a straight shot to Holly, one of her team members, MIG, get pre-qualified, and we'll get you to where you need to go. So we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. This show is provided and presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can reach us at 1-800-489-8910. But if you'd like to go to the website and get lost in all this information, I'm just kidding. Um, you can go to MIGonline.com and you can click get started and you can just fill out a short form and get in touch with a, a licensed loan officer in your neck of the woods. We have offices from the Tri-Cities all the way to Memphis, everywhere in between. 
uh, from Clarksville to Chattanooga, we've got you covered. Um, definitely want to connect you with someone that can help you get pre-qualified. And um, we're here with Holly McRae, um, who is with Keller Williams, but her company is the Holly McRae Group. Is that correct? Um, and that she's correct. The, she's the CEO, the leader of this fantastic organization. And um, she was talking about Keller Williams in the first segment, really identifying a training need and, and it being more of a training company because you guys are constantly helping people Um, Not just yourselves and your team, but also the people who you work with, the clients, the people who, you know, because everybody needs to be, you know, taught something. And that's what I go to a professional for. I want to know what I need to do. Well, growth never stops, right? right? Yeah, it doesn't. It shouldn't. If it stops, you got you got a problem, right? right? So talk to me about this time of the year. I mean, is this a good, bad time of year? What, what talk, we're in we're in October, end of October here. Talk to me about what people should be doing. Oh, I will tell you, I love this time of year. I love this time of year in real estate. And I, I love it because it is it is a great opportunity to retrain the thinking of the community. Mm-hmm. It is the best time of year, in my opinion, to put a house on the market. Mm. Absolutely the best time of year. And if you think about it, now, now walk through this with me, because most people, when I say this, they just look at me and they roll their eyes and they go, what are you talking about? Because for the last forever since I've been alive, I've been taught that you do not put your house on the market in the fall or in the winter. Mm. You wait until the spring. Right. And now let's think this through, shall we? Mm, Everybody follow me. Let's unpack this. All right. So everybody has been trained. I think this is a lie, by the way, perpetrated by real estate agents that want to take the holidays off. Mm. I do. Mm. I do. I think this lie has been conspiracy. Yes, I think it is. However, I'm here to debunk the myth. And so here's the deal. What you that is a common misconception. So people who believe this throughout the community are going to do what? They're going to leave their house off the market mm-hmm. and they're going to put their house on the market in the spring. Now, life never stops. Are you taking my picture? No, no, no. Uh-uh. Are you taking a selfie of yourself looking like that? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, go ahead. Sorry. We're just trying to document this incredible He's trying to take my picture. I'm not. So if everybody's going to keep their house off the market, oh my gosh, what is the paparazzi doing here? <laughs> if everybody is going to take their house off the market and life doesn't stop and buyers are still out there, what do you think they have to choose from? They have a limited supply, which is what we already right. have a limited supply. Mm-hmm. Now, if everybody decides that they're going to pull their house on the market, Doesn't that make you go ding, ding, ding? This is the time when I want to put my house on the market because they only have five houses to choose from and I want them to pick mine. I mean, the inventory drops like a rock generally through the holidays and it's already low. So take advantage of that. You know what? Also, you have to think this through. Yeah. and, And, you know, also, Holly, this time of year when I'm at my house, I love this time of year for multiple reasons. Thanksgiving, you got Halloween, then you go into Thanksgiving. And what's a better situation than having your family around the Thanksgiving table and having a fire and it being cold outside, the fall is in the air. You've got the color changes. Oh, people it, are so nostalgic during it's the wonderful. fall and the winter. So yes. what, what would you do? I would put my house on the market. I would have Holly listed. I would put a, a apple pie in the oven oh, before the absolutely. listing. There's, there's just, I agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree. But with just you. from a pure strategy standpoint, there's not enough for people to look at. And now I will tell you the the tire kickers generally go away because their time is absorbed with the holidays and the mm-hmm. shopping and the wrapping and the parties and the dress and everything else that comes along the with dre- it. Did you say the dress? The dress, finding oh. the dress for the party. Oh, I mean, okay. that's a thing, right? I thought they were getting married. Sorry. 
Maybe, but, you know, there's so many parties and things to do. Right. So the tire kickers come out of the equation, but the buyers, the, the right. people who are have to buy something now and they want to be in for the holidays or just after the holidays or in on the break before school starts again, those are real buyers and they are out there. And so with that low inventory comes what? Higher prices. Mm-hmm. It is strictly a supply and demand issue. So it is one of the best times to put your house on the market. Now, if you think about the other flip of that coin, where most people are saying, hey, I'll wait till the spring, you know, I'll I'll paint the wall, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll put it on the market with the spring, when everybody else puts their house on the market, well, what do you think that creates? Mm -hmm. An oversupply. Right. So, you know, lower supply is always better for the seller. And from a mortgage perspective, we can go faster on the mortgage because the appraisers aren't busy. The other, all the mm-hmm. ancillary it's services true. aren't That's as true. busy, so we can move real. But fast. what if everybody listens to our advice? <laughs> oh my it's, gosh, that would be slamming. magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Ma- I, mean, I will feel like I have arrived if everybody actually listened to me. Right. You'd say that I don't, radio I w- worked. I yeah. just don't know what I would do if that actually happened. If everybody listened to me, right? Now you're the you're the number one Keller Williams agent in Tennessee, correct? That's team, correct. and then also top five of all real estate agents, right? In correct. the state, in the state, um, and then top one hundred in the country. That's correct. Yeah. So when people think about okay. What really should people be looking for? Now, if you can take the hat off that you're wearing, that's Holly McRae, and just put on, hey, I'm just somebody who knows a lot about real estate. What should people be looking for when they're out In an agent? Well, yeah, in an agent, but not just that. But, you know, you've got to, people should understand this, that you have Keller Williams, let's just say as an example, and then you have Holly McRae. So, what should people be looking for? Does that matter whether it's whether it's Keller Williams or some of the other ones that are out there? I mean, tell me what people should be looking for. Well, if you're asking me what people should be looking for in an agent, I, I think that, that um, just Keller Williams is just a great training company. Mm-hmm. They really are. They're a great training company. There's no better. There's no better trainer than experience. Mm. I will tell you, you know, how you react to a situation matters. So, you know, luckily in our situation, I've had plenty of time to. Mm react to situations. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it at that. But I will tell you that what you are looking for is somebody who understands the market. Mm-hmm. We won't get into data. I won't, I won't become a data acrobat here today, but you definitely need somebody to understand the market and what's happening in this moment, in this time. And how does that affect your address? Mm-hmm. Because how this market affects your address is different from how it affects mm-hmm. your address. I mean, I've seen our market almost uh, come down to, from neighborhood to neighborhood. I mean, mm, each neighborhood yeah. has their own little yeah, market, absolutely. if you will. So you have to understand that one size does not fit all, period. Mm. You hear what you hear on the news. I mean, whatever. It doesn't apply to Knox. It's not specific to Knoxville. And then if you look at Knoxville, you're going to break that down into areas of town. Mm. And then you're going to break those areas of town down into price points. And so... We have some pockets of of Knoxville that are definitely a seller's market. No doubt about it. Not enough inventory. We have some pockets of Knoxville that are certainly defined as a a buyer's market. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And it just depends on price point and location. But you have to factor both of those in. Do you need... Okay, let me ask you. This is... We only have, I think, two minutes left in this segment. We may come to this again. Do you think it's something that buyers want or sellers rather they want 
people to be honest with them. Oh, right? who doesn't want somebody? Well, Nobody ever, ever knocked true. on our door and said, lie to me. It right. never happened. But there are agents out there, and I please, I hope my agent friends, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the few that do this. They feel like in order to get the listing, oh. they, have, they, have to, they have to lie to them. And, and I understand well, the thinking behind true. that. But that's not what you need. No, no. I, I will tell you that you need somebody who can give you a professional consultation, who can tell you exactly what's going on in the market and not just tell you and not give you an opinion, but provide the data and the reports and the numbers mm. to back it up. Because my opinion has no bearing on the market. The market will dictate what it will and won't do and what it will and won't bear. Mm. And that is what people need to know. So they need somebody who can give them that professional consultation, good, bad, or ugly. They need to know what they're dealing with. Mm. And then at that point, you can form a personalized strategy for that client. And then once you get an offer, you've got to have somebody that understands powerful negotiation. Mm. There's no doubt about it. If they negotiate away their money, they're going to negotiate away yours. Mm. Okay. And then you also need somebody who has proven results. So if you want to know what to look for, it is those things. Mm. Those items right there are what you need. And you need it all, not just one of those parts. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of people in the industry that do one thing very, very well. And that's wonderful. And that's great. And there is maybe a niche for that individual, I guess. But what you're saying is you need somebody who... You need the total package. Right. Exactly. And are you the total package? Absolutely. We (laughs) would not be here if we did not take all of those parts and pieces and put them together. And I don't say that to brag. I say that to say, you know, our main objective is to get that client where they want to go. And we can't get them there by lying to them. And we can't get there by blowing smoke. And we can't get there by having opinions that may or may not matter. It has to be backed up with facts. We have to have a, a, a concrete strategy. We have to know what timing we're dealing with, what numbers we're dealing with. Otherwise, it's just all fake. Yeah, we and, need and, to get these people where they want to go. Yeah, and I like I would describe what you're saying is conservative confidence. Look, I know what I need to do, and I can do it. I have a proven track record, and that's wonderful. And that confidence, I think, exudes from you. And in other people, that's it's it's one of those things that people latch onto. They see that confidence, and they know she's going to take me where I need to go. I've had plenty of time to fail forward. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue <laughs> falling forward right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back in. This is Kevin Ray with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. You can go to thehousinghour.com to find our shows, past shows, our series. You can share this with friends and family. We'd love for you to do that. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, on Twitter at thehousinghour. You can find Mark on Pinterest as well. He, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm an expert Every, on Nobody it. laughs at that, but Holly, you made me feel. I love it. She knows me. Uh, there you go. So How is that shiplap coming along in your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you, believe in, um, do you believe in staging a home? Oh, I, I do. I do. Yeah. Nobody likes a messy house. I know, but but some people don't want to do it. They're thinking, well, you're telling me it's going to cost me $800 or whatever. I don't and know that's where the data comes in. See, it's right. not an opinion. Yes. We have fact to back that up. And sellers have the choice. You can say, hey, I 
appreciate the facts, but I'd like to take less money for my house or they can do it. I mean, it, you know, it all comes down to <laughs> the here's the information. That, that's not really a choice. That's a, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. Listen, but. we provide the information. They do with it what they will. Yeah. But do you stage it or do you have professional stagers or do you eyeball it? Well, it just depends. See, everything is individualized in real estate. So one size does not fit all. So some She's people already said that. Mark. Super <laughs> furniture. Some people you walk in and you go, oh, I could mm. shop here. And some people you walk in and go, oh, Lord, mm. you're going to be moving anyway. So let's just go ahead and start that packing process mm. for you. Right. So we, I want to talk. Actually, staging is such a vital part of selling a house, I think. And, and staging is sort of has a, a mixed connotation. It has a it's sort of an urban legend. I mean, when you talk about staging, people don't understand what that means. Staging, I think, in my mind, it could be taking out furniture that you already have and right. putting in something new. It also, is decluttering. and Different for Every right. single person, you know, it just really depends and it depends on the market too. We don't have to push staging staged homes very much right now mm. because we have such a supply issue. Mm. So, mm. and it goes to the point, what you said, it, I mean, not just the supply issue, I guess you would say is buyers or sellers market. It's not just in price point, but it's in community. It's in neighborhood. It, it's, it's different. It's, every, for every address needs to have it analyzed. Yeah. And technology, because let's talk about technology. You started at the beginning when I asked you what had changed most and you really, technology was sort of what you, technology yeah. is by far the number one answer. And so number one answer on the yeah. board, technology, but play. Yeah. So everybody wants to have their house be displayed on every website and it be mobile friendly. Talk a little bit about, you know, technology in, in what it is that people who are selling their home or even buying a home, what are they looking for? Well, I'll be honest with you. If you're selling your home, you have to think like a buyer. Mm. You can't sell anything unless you think like the person who's going to purchase it. Mm. So once a house goes on the market, it is, you know, it's hard to say this to people, but the reality is that once your house goes on the market, your house becomes a product. Mm -hmm. And that's where the staging comes in. You want to make it look like, a show house. You want to make it look like people can imagine themselves living there. So once it becomes that product, you have to start thinking like that buyer. I mean, really listing a home is like, you know, putting a, a, a lure on a, on the end of a fishing rod and throwing it in the lake. We've, we've got to catch somebody, mm-hmm. right? We've got to catch a buyer. So we've got to present this product in the, in its best light. And we've got to consider the supply and the demand and, and all of that. And part of presenting that product is understanding the technology that is out there and that is available and making sure that we are working with it. Now, whether we like it or whether we don't like it has no bearing on the fact that it is there Mm -hmm. and we have to use it if buyers are using it. Mm. So if their eyeballs are on a certain app or a certain website, then we're in it to win it. That's what, what we want. We want the most exposure for our listings regardless of our opinion of the technology involved. Yeah. And when you think about a buyer or a seller rather, and have to think like a buyer more times than not, they are going to be a buyer either are going to be or simultaneously. So they, they need to understand They're both. going somewhere. Right. Right. So, you know, everyone wants their cake and they want to eat it too. Sure. So sure. it's like, well, I need to be able to maybe get as much as I can out of my house. But then they're over here. They're saying, well, I need to take the, get the, biggest discount that I possibly well, can. Well, that is the American dream. Right. 
I mean, let's be honest, you know, yeah. sell high, buy low. Everybody loves that idea. But the market is very consistent in most. If you're going, if you're selling in one part of town and staying in that part of town, you're you're definitely going to be up against that most of the time. Mm. However, if you're selling in the highest price part mm. of town and you're moving somewhere where the prices are lower, then, you know, that's a fantastic opportunity. So it really is just very individualized. but And that's where the honesty and the plan comes in. Absolutely. And the strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're selling your $600,000 home off of Westland and you are downsizing to a $300,000 home, oh, God help you, you are going to pay retail more than mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're selling your $150,000 home and you're moving up to that $300,000 home, you're probably going to pay retail yeah. If you're doing so 300 it off of Westland. You just made me <clears throat> a little bit fearful because that first scenario was similar to what I'm wanting to do. So what no. about for sale by owners? Do you? I, I, it doesn't seem like They're I see that. They're at an all-time low right now. I don't see them much. They're I was at an all-time say. low. Wow. Yeah. Because? You know, well, I'm not think? sure. Maybe the, they're starting to hear the message. I'm not really sure what the reason is. I think, first of all, they don't understand the strategy to um, not be homeless. Hmm. I think there's that there's you're going to sell your house. But where are you going to go? It, it, that's a big problem in the market right now. And that's mm. one of the reasons that we have an inventory issue because people don't want to buy high. Mm. Yeah. And they know they're going to. Uncle Merv said, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but for sell by owner is at an all time, an all time low. Maybe that's part, part has something to do with the technology. I, I really don't know, mm. but I will tell you that, Historically, we have been able to capture more dollars for that seller, for net to the seller, by listing it and selling it and negotiating it than mm. they are able to get on their own and avoiding the commission. And you're doing wow. that probably within the first week of a listing? Life. In a lot of cases, it doesn't even hit the market. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and you talked about a moment ago buying, like let's say you have a house at 600000 off of Westland and you're buying, you know, in the 300,000. So, so you're going to probably the $600,000 range is probably not the hottest market right now. No, it is. Right. So, you know, you have a limited. And again, yeah. if you have more than a six, six month supply of that product, yeah, that's defined as a buyer's market, right? Right. Yes. So that just understanding that, and that's where the strategy comes in. And you mentioned that because the one reason I want to go back to that is because there's a lot of people right now that are thinking about selling. And if you're thinking about selling, you also simultaneously need to be thinking about buying because you don't want to be stuck in a situation where, oh, your house sells. And then, and you just talked about it, but I'm just putting another spin on it. And then all of a sudden you've got a closing. They want to close in 30 days, but you have a supply issue. So, And you're looking at a double move. You're looking at a double move. But not only that, but you're looking maybe in the $300,000 range. Well, there's a there's a month supply of that. I mean, I don't know. There, just, there is probably one to two months. Supply. So you're looking at a where you're coming from, six-month supply, where you're going, one-month supply. So you better get on the horn quick and, and, and try to find that home. Well, and again, that's part of the strategy because right. we know in advance that this is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're lucky enough to have a fantastic listing team. Mm. We have listings in the queue that aren't on the market yet. We have some that we know they're going to sell. We could certainly knock on their door or call them up and say, hey, we've got a buyer. How are you feeling about this? Mm. You know, we, we, we keep that information in-house for uh, our yeah. You know, we know this is going to be a problem. And, so. and, and also, when you look at 
sellers. And let, let's think about, to use your words, let's unpack this a little bit. I feel like I'm on NPR. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I shouldn't have said that. Um, but you think about, you know, people who were disillusioned in 2009. Mm. Their houses were not selling. And they were showing their homes, but, and it was like, well, okay, we got to leave for an hour because we're showing my home. No, no offers ever came (laughs) or very few. I mean, houses were selling, but I think that sellers in that 300,000, 200,000, 100,000, they need to understand that things are different, right? They are very different. They are. I I think, I don't know that all, I don't know that sellers really know what they have. Mm. Maybe they do. Now there are some that it's like the antique road show. Think, well, some of them yeah. are like the antique road show like, and some of them are like, million you know, my million dollar, $200,000 house. So, right. you know, the, the, the reality is that home prices are going up. They are at an all time high. In fact, I have a slide. If this mm-hmm. were TV, I'd show it to you. Mm-hmm. But our, our average price nationally is now higher. I think it's 248 nationally mm-hmm. and it was 222 just before the bubble, the last mm-hmm. bubble burst. Yeah. So we are at an all-time national high. I could get into a lot of boring stuff, but I can tell you that four and a half million new construction homes have not been built over the past few years, mm-hmm. and we've taken out that move-up market. Yeah. So we have a price issue and a supply issue. Yeah. Builders, so, builders have been um, really put in a difficult situation because banks aren't doing that spec home, you know, sort of. Um, operation anymore. So you have to have skin in the game and some builders don't right. want to have skin in the game because it's such a volatile market. A lot of houses and, out of the market. And I understand that. My dad was a builder in the seventies. He had a lot of spec homes that sort of went to, to pot, if you will. And when you're sitting at the table, there's going to be time enough to count them <laughs> when the dealing's done. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we're here with Holly McRae and we'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm here with Rodney Dangerfield, our co-host. Hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, actually. That's really good. Do me a little more. Give me a little more of it. Hey, I tell you, I get no respect. Hey. I love it. I love it. Have you ever seen Back to School? Oh, I, I watched the Triple Lundy. Oh my gosh, he's got the VHS tape. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks, thanks for uh, dating me. Well, oh, no. Mark is I've also. I've never dated you. Mark is a big. Mark is a big Kevin Spacey fan. Also, no. What? Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, we're here with Holly McRae, and what a great moment to talk about community. <laughs> um, community is is obviously important to Holly. It's important to, to us at MIG. I know it's important to her team, <clears throat> Keller Williams, as well. Part of the whole whole um, ecosystem over there. And, you know, I guess I think about community. I think about Bennington. I think about, you know, Whittington Creek. I think about Westmoreland. I think about all these great communities that are around us and they all have a common thread and and it's about people and about um, relationships. But tell me, you know, you, you also have to think, well, we can, how do you give back? You know, how do we put our stamp on a community and help it? Because that's what we're called to do. Um, why is it important for people to sort of get out of their comfort zone and give back to a community? Because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is all about. 
You know, I will tell you, uh, my, my personal favorites are Restoration House and Wesley House. Mm. And, um, you know, my first interaction with Wesley House, I, I stood in the hallway and I cried because that place just broke my heart. That is, what, seven miles from our office? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I don't know if people know what Wesley House is, but Wesley House takes care of inner city kids after school and during the summer. And they also have a group of grannies. I don't know if you know about the grannies. You know about the grannies, no, I Kevin? Do not. Oh, let me tell you about the grannies. This is going to, this is, this is good. So just a few miles down the road, there is a community of, of, of people and Wesley House takes their, their buses and they drive around the community and they pick up 28 elderly women in the community and they bring them to Wesley house or to a church or, or to someplace and they play bingo. Mm. They play bingo and it's their thing. They live for it. They, they dress up for it. They, they cancel their doctor's appointments for it. I mean, this is their jam and they love the bingo parties. And so we go in and we um, we provide lunch. We all cook something and Lord help them. I mean, they eat it and they say it's good, but I'm sure that they can out <laughs> us any day of the week. Yeah. But we all bring a dish and we play bingo with them and they play bingo for prizes. Now, mind you, I think 25 of the 28 grannies in this program have all lost their sons to gun violence within that community. Oh, wow. And I mean, it just, I, I can't, it just, I can't even imagine that. And so they, they, take the buses they pick them up we bring the food we play bingo and they play bingo for prizes and we we bring the prizes and guess what the prizes are what's that what do you think if you were playing bingo what would you play bingo for well i'm imagining that there there are things that are of need that we wouldn't see as prizes paper towels right toilet paper Mm -hmm. dish soap Mm -hmm. you know windex they love a bucket Mm -hmm. of cleaning supplies (laughs) right i'm like come on right Stuff that you and I have hidden away in our pantries that we forgot about mm. is their bingo prize. Right. And and they love it. They eat it up. They absolutely love it. And yeah. I love them. And they are the most upbeat. Um, they, they're sassy. Mm. They're sassy. <laughs> they make me happy. Yeah. They make me happy. They bring a lot of joy. And, and it, it, it just, it makes me so happy to be able to. To do something so small, I mean, make macaroni and cheese and bring some paper towels. We don't think a thing of it, Mm -mm. but they live for it. And, you know, those women went to Calhoun's once. And for some of those women, that's the farthest they've ever been from their community. Mm. Calhoun's on the river. Yeah. Which is, what, five miles from where they are? Maybe. Maybe. Right. So... When you start opening your eyes and you start really looking and seeking out people to help, oh man, you'll find them everywhere. There's an abundance. Oh yeah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely, I absolutely love that place. They take care of those kids. Now listen, if any of your listeners want to help, mm-hmm. they need juice pouches and snacks for those kids. There's about 105 mm-hmm. kids and they give them snacks all day long Mark's, in the summer. Mark's uh, wheels are spinning over there because he's got all kinds of stuff he loves to help and his a, wife i think it take i think we figured it up i want to say it was like twelve thousand snacks and twelve thousand mm-hmm. juice pouches to get them through the 10 weeks of summer wow wow and in in wesley house i mean they've been around since 1907 oh yeah a long time and they've been in the community and That's mark and i had data. the opera, mark and i had the i'm an acrobat data acrobat but mark and i had the opportunity to go to um a, a place where wesley house used to be that's right right, right? um rebecca the name of the place 
Uh, Susanna's, Susanna's house. house, which is a, a recovery center for people who, who are mothers who have um, dependents and helping them through. So it's like Wesley House left that place and gave them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's all come full circle. Right. But they have a great program at Wesley House. I mean, it's for inner city and you just you nailed it. And what makes I mean, thinking about, OK, we're giving back. We're helping that part of our community. And it's also sometimes and I know it happens, you know, sometimes people forget, OK, I'm helping this community. But what is it like? Because you guys are involved in your your community, and you're you were talking about a, a, somebody speeding in Bennington, mm-hmm. and you know you, you want to help the community, and that's that's part of it. You know, it's not just going and giving back, but it's also having awareness. What makes a vibrant community? There's a question. The people. Yeah. The people. The people working together makes a vibrant community. That's the thing. The communication, and mm-hmm. what I found is growing up in philadelphia but it was a small little township born and raised born and born <laughs> raised here but uh he doesn't small little oh, small little uh, township yeah. those uh everybody knew each other mm-hmm. just because they all knew each other because they've been there so long that's not so anymore listen mm-hmm. nothing matters more than the people that's right nothing will ever matter more than the people mm-hmm. they frustrate us they drive us crazy we love them but nothing will ever matter more than the people and that is just what it's all about now, whether we're helping them get from one chapter of their life to the next chapter of their life, which is what selling homes is all about. Mm. We don't sell homes for the sake of selling homes. I mean, we sell homes to help people get from, you know, chapter two to chapter three or chapter four to chapter five, mm. whatever that chapter is. That's what we want to help them get to. And we can help people who were going from chapter seven back to chapter <laughs> one. <laughs> or so, chapter 11. Right, These jokes just keep going. Yeah. No, they just keep going. <laughs> but no, that's a good point because in you talked about your leadership style and how it was that you have now evolved into this leader in a people. Um, a community needs leaders as well, Absolutely. right? And, and giving them the platform for people to be able to be involved because I mean, what makes a healthy community? I talked about vibrancy, which is important, but there's also a health factor there as well. And that takes um, participation, doesn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely. It does. Yeah. yeah. Talk, Willingness talk about to step that. out. Yeah. But how do you how do you allow people to be willing to step out when there's no infrastructure in place? You have to you, you just have to lead. Ask. Mm-hmm. People want to help. They want to be involved. They want to be right. part of something bigger than them. And when you start talking to people, you realize that all you really have to do is cast a vision and ask. Mm. And most of the time, as long as your vision is a decent one. People want to be part of that because it's something bigger than themselves. Mm, You nailed it. And that's what Holly did. A lot of questions. So I was having an event for our neighborhood watch program, Mm -hmm. and I just sent out an all email that somebody would like to sponsor. Holly was within seconds Mm -hmm. responded, I'll do do it. it. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's what it's all about because I've noticed in my leadership journey that it's not always about having the perfect situation. Sometimes it's just suiting up and showing up. That's it. Get up, dress up, show up. Yeah. We're going to mess up. Right. But we're going to get up. Mm-hmm. Fix it. That's right. You know, right. it's not if you're going to, to, to mess something up. We, Of course, you're going to fail somewhere along the way. But how do you handle it? Mm-hmm. You know. But I, know, I noticed in your signature you have Psalms 91. What does that mean? Oh, no fear. Mm-hmm. No fear. Just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we get all up in our head about a lot of things. And if you read that passage of scripture, you realize that you can be as afraid as you want to be and it doesn't matter. Do Mm -hmm. it anyway. Mm -hmm. Do it anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, false evidence appearing real. That's what Oh, man, says. God has a much bigger yeah. plan. And if we get in our own way, then we just mess it all up. Yeah. And, it, and it's about suiting up and showing up. It comes back to that for me because you're going to let fear paralyze you and going to paralyze you, which is going to cause you to not grow and not thrive. Other people are growing and thriving all over the place. So you can sit in your self-pity and I'm speaking to myself right now. I'm not speaking I was to like, you. Wow, you, know, you can sit to out there. It's I, even harder I, today because with social media, people will bash you quickly. Oh, Adam, can yeah, we continue really this easy. show for a couple really? of segments? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're out of time. We got to have Holly back. We yeah. need to start a series, maybe even have her be a co-host or something. Yeah, um, cool. We thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Holly and your team. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Mortgage Investors Group, and we'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.